Hello and welcome to another episode of Serendipity Girl. I'm your host, Colleen, and I am on a quest to discover things that are true, excellent, worthy of praise, noble, pure, just, right. And if that sounds like something you've heard before, well, there's a really good reason for that. Because it was written in a letter a long time ago by a man named Paul who was writing a letter to his friends in Philippi. And I just love that. And this is a special episode called Pit Stop. And if you've ever watched on television or or heard about the great races that they have, Daytona 500, which is here in the States in Florida, and um, NASCAR racing, and races around the world, all over the place. And if you've heard of a pit stop, or if you haven't, these cars, these speeding cars that are going in excess of 100 miles per hour, I'm sure. They are driven by professionals. Please do not try this at home. But when they are driving, you know, eventually even the very best well-made car with the very best parts and tires and engines, if you just run it nonstop forever, It's going to start throwing parts and things are going to start wearing out and it's going to feel stress. Now, if you smell an analogy coming, you guys are smart. (laughs) You're right. Do you ever feel like that sometimes in life that you're just running so fast? And especially if you are married and you are raising children Maybe you're homeschooling. Maybe you've got them all in different schools because they're different ages. And to add to that, you've got extracurricular activities after school and they're getting up early sometimes to be to the school school early or maybe they have like we used to have with our son uh, early morning basketball practices and they are doing laps and running and you just come home from a full day at work, even if you aren't married, don't have kids, maybe you're a single and you're just trying to get established in your job, but you don't know what hit you because college was wonderful and now you've got this full-time job and you're doing this thing we're calling adulting. So, or maybe you're taking care of grandkids and you're thinking, wow, was it this hard was I this was I this tired the first time around and yes it's wonderful and I am looking forward to becoming a lolly and my husband is going to be a poppy so we're lolly and poppy and uh, that event will be coming soon and I'm so excited but you know we're not as young as we were when we had kids and The last time I checked, babies and kids have a lot of energy and adrenaline and excitement only go so far. So no matter what your life looks like, maybe you need a pit stop here. So that's what it's all about. And during a pit stop, they have a very supportive team coming around you and they are changing out parts and giving you a refreshing moment just to pause. So think of this pit stop as a pause. And I want to discuss with you something that I discovered somewhat serendipitously. These are things that I already knew, but I guess I'm thinking about them in a different way. And what am I discussing today? The issue of trust. 
trust. Now that's a word that might bring fear in some people's minds because, you know, we grow up trusting our parents and our relatives. But by the time you're a certain age, like maybe even preschool, you know, maybe you learned the hard way on the playground that you can't trust everyone on the playground. And you tuck that away, but you're a child, so you have lots of faith and hope. And children are so innocent when they first are born and and when they're small. And they're so trusting, but gradually, the older that we get, we start to learn, well, I can't trust that kid on the playground because he pushes me down or, or she says really mean, unkind things to me and calls me names like I used to get called at school based on my size. And sometimes maybe your relatives might let you down and you start to feel this pang of disappointment. And as you get older, you start taking a few more knocks at school. Maybe you found yourself on the wrong side of the clique. Or maybe you were in the clique and then one day the leader of the clique decided that you were on the outs and you found out who you could trust and which people you couldn't trust and on into high school and sometimes people have traumatic experiences and they find out, girls find out sometimes I can't trust a guy that took me out on a date because of the last date I went on and maybe guys learn I can't trust that girl because I thought she really loved me but turned out that she's kind of like a female version of a player. So trust is a hard thing. Maybe you went in yesterday to a job or you're thinking of a time where you had a job and then by the end of the day, you were being ridden out on a rail like what happened to my husband in a job where a new guy came in and he had somebody that he wanted to bring from his old company, he had a whole team, his dream team that he wanted to bring from his own, his old company. And so people like my husband found himself set up for failure, denied resources, given really fast deadlines that were impossible, set up to fail. Have you had something like that happen? Because I can tell you, If you live long enough, you find out you can't trust everybody, can you? Well, you're not alone in that. There was someone else that felt that way too. His name is Jesus. And it says in John 2, 24, that even though people were believing in him and he was doing miracles and and, um, they were like, wow, this Jesus guy is really great. He heals people. Um, He makes me feel better. And um, oh goodness, you can tell I'm recording outside and I think someone just set their own alarm off. See, you can't even trust your car keys (laughs) or yourself because sometimes we do stupid things, don't we? And um, yeah, she's looking a little embarrassed. It's okay. We all do it. But um, we all do silly things and we can't trust ourselves. So who are you going to trust? And Jesus found out, and it was written in John chapter 2, verse 24, that he entrusted himself to no human being actually says because he knew he knew what was in the heart of man can you imagine he's at the very beginning of his ministry this is john chapter 2 and um i'm assuming you know if it's somewhat chronological john would have written it under the inspiration of the holy spirit he probably would have started kind of at the beginning it's after jesus turns water into wine 
And everybody thinks he's a cool cat, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, he can take water and turn it to wine. And um, he can meet our needs. And they're like, oh, wow. You know, Uncle Shamar or whatever. Oh, well, that's maybe not Shamar. Uncle Simon was, um, you know, broken leg or bum leg. And he went to see this uh, Jesus guy. And I don't know, he did something and he healed him. And I saw him heal a blind man. And they're like, yay, Jesus, you're cool. And Jesus is thinking, yeah, I know. But you think that now, but... I know where this all ends because he knew he was going to the cross before he even came to earth. That's why he came was because he knew what was in the heart of man. And we find out enough what's in the heart of man. Um, my husband and I found that out last night. I'll be vulnerable. Hey, let's go for it. My husband and I have been having a few too many busy weekends and we had another slammed day. It was supposed to kind of be our Sabbath, but you know, it's not a lot of times if you if, and I understand they do the best they can, but they, they had a meeting after church and we went to church with our daughter. So we had an eight o'clock prayer meeting, which we love. We love it. But then we ran to another church because our daughter wanted us to hear her pastor. And so then we had to run back quickly because we had a meeting, um, after church. And I mean, they're trying to meet when everybody can meet and I get it. And everybody's so slammed. So not putting the church down, but I'm just saying sometimes your Sabbath gets eaten up, doesn't it? And, um, it's hard to get a day of rest. So let's talk about trust again. You know, I was thinking about some verses and who are you going to trust? Because you can't trust yourself. We make mistakes, right? And if Jesus knew what was in the heart of man, if you live long enough, we know what's in the heart of man. And by man, I mean men and women, boys and girls, everybody, no gender, male or female is not included. Um, we're not really exactly trustworthy all the time, are we? There's this little thing that we all deal with called sin and it blows everything up. And, um, you know, my husband and I kind of got into it last night and, um, said things we shouldn't have said, you know, we got a little angry at one another. And I know a lot of times fatigue and stress can kind of set you up for that. And, you know, by this morning we were fine. Last night was a little dicey, but you know, by this morning, uh, the Lord had kind of caught up to us. And I say Lord, because I'm a Jesus girl. So, and I'm, I hope you keep listening. If you're like, Oh, wait a minute. You said something about being positive. This is about Jesus. So wait a minute, hold the phone. Well, give me a shot. Give me a chance if you're new to this podcast, but Jesus talks a lot about trust. In fact, in the Bible, uh, I, I saw a website, uh, it's womensday.com, and it was 55 Bible verses on trusting God. So if you want to look that up in your free time, look up uh, a website that's Women's Day, W-O-M-A-N-S. It's weird. It's the singular spelling, but it's got an S on it. That's just strange. Instead of women, it's woman's day. So maybe it's like the woman's day, you know, like possessive. Woman's day, W-O-M-A-N-S day, D-A-Y dot com and look up 55 verses in the Bible on trust. Well, I'm not going to give you all 55 because this is supposed to be a short pit stop, but here's something I drew kind of in the middle of my journal. I will trust in you as in God, as in Jesus Christ, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Trinity, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. And just like we accept that water, steam and ice are all chemically the same thing. They're H2O. In the same way, um, we just trust by faith that when God says he is one God, 
but he exists in three forms or persons. It's not three gods, it's one God. And so Christianity is monotheistic. There's a good fancy $50 word for you. When you're having dinner, say, did you know that Christianity is monotheistic? And uh, maybe not say it quite like that, but you'll get some curious looks like, oh, really? Don't do say, go on, do tell. And then you can say, yes, in Christianity, God is like water, (laughs) which is a good thing because we can't exist without water and we can't exist without God. So there you go. Just gave you some interesting TV, TV time, TV time, no dinner time, turn off the TV and have dinner and talk and put the phones away and actually look at people in the face and they'll be like, oh, that's what you look like. (laughs) I guess we're on our phone so much. I know I am and I'm trying to work on that, but This is what I found out about trusting in God. I want to tell you real quickly when to trust God, how to trust God, and why you should trust in God. I'm going to do this in two minutes. According to the Bible, when should you trust God? Well, according to Psalm 62 verse 8, you should trust God all the time. All the time. Whenever, from the moment you wake up to the moment you lay your head on the pillow, and even while you're sleeping, 24 7, 365, for the rest of your life, you should trust God all the time. Because it says, trust in God at all times because God is our refuge. Psalm 62, verse 8. You should also trust God when you're afraid. It says in the Bible, and I don't know that I wrote the scripture down, but it's in there. You can look it up, you can ask your phone. Where does it say this verse? When I am afraid, I will trust in you, in God, whose word I praise. Sounds like a song that I used to sing to my kids with the Steve Green record, or CD rather. No, it wasn't record. CD, hide them in your heart. Hide them as an E-M, which is, you know, short for them. Hide them in your heart. Loved, wore that CD slap out. And we now still know these verses and my kids are in their mid to late 20s. But when should you trust God all the time and when you're afraid? Because, and I'll sing it, because it's a great little song that you can sing to your kids. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Sing it again. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God whose word I praise. Ooh, got to work my breath control. But you get the idea, right? I haven't eaten today, so I'm like, I need food. But it's a great song. And Steve Green sings it way better than I do. So that's when to trust God all the time, and especially when you're afraid. Now, how should you trust God? Well, according to Proverbs 3, 5, you should trust him with all your heart. Not leaning on your own understanding, which means you're relying on him and not what you think, your take, your feelings, especially not your feelings, because feelings can change with the hour or with the moment. You've noticed that, right? You can be happy. Somebody says something that hurts your feelings and you're instantly angry or crying or whatever. And your whole world just shifted because somebody really cut you with their words. You can cut people with their words. Yeah, yeah, you can. But... You should trust God with all your heart. Proverbs 3, 5. Don't lean on your own understanding and what you think is the way it is because we don't know everything, but God is, here's another word, omniscient. Omniscient. 
or it's kind of spelled like omniscient from which we get um all in science has to do with science right from which we get the word science omniscient is just someone who knows everything and that would be god and not you or me so i don't think anyone would say i know everything so you should trust god how should you trust him well, not only with all your heart and relying on him and not leaning on your own understanding, but also pouring your heart out to him. Because it says in another verse, and I'm looking for the scripture, pour out your heart to him because God is our refuge. I think, again, that is Psalm 62, verse 8. So pour your heart out to him. Talk to him. While you've got your earbuds in, people will think you're talking on a phone call. They won't know. Talk to him while you're driving. Who cares what the people who are passing you think? You're never going to see them again. And if they know you, they probably know you talk to God in the car. It's okay. Talk to God in your quiet moments in the bathroom. Yes. Did I say that? I absolutely did. You know, sometimes you're going to be there for a while. You might as well do something. Put your phone down. Forget social media. It'll be there. And talk to God for a change. Because you can talk to other people and talk to friends. But even if they're Christians, all they can do is pray for you. Maybe give you some good advice. But you know what? You can get your advice from friends. And sometimes God uses our friends to give us good godly advice. But you always want to check it against what he says. So when you talk to God, make sure you leave a little time in there to listen. And ask him to speak to you. And then the more you know of what he says in his word, the Bible, if you memorize the Bible, the Holy Spirit can bring it back to your mind. I actually remembered most of these verses from heart. Because I have read them and I've memorized them. I've written little silly songs with them. And so whatever it takes to help you memorize it, there's even apps that will help you with that. So there's an app for that. So why should we trust God? Well, it says that his word is praiseworthy. And why is his word, the Bible, praiseworthy? Because it's completely true and you completely can trust God. Men did not write the word of God. They did not write the Bible. They were merely the ones holding the pen. And God inspired them. It's literally God breathed. He kind of breathed and, and whispered his words to them. And he used their personalities and their writing style, which is why the different books of the Bible have different styles. He used people, namely men. Doesn't mean he loves them more, so don't go there. But he used men that were his followers um, Moses, Old Testament believer, King David, Old Testament believer, pre-cross, Paul, James, the brother of Jesus, John, the teenager who, um, wrote the book of John. You get the idea. And Paul and Peter, Peter, we remember Peter, the one that walked on water with Jesus until he looked at the waves and fell, but, and also unfortunately had a bad moment and denied him at Easter time, which really was bad, but that's okay. God forgave him. Jesus forgave him and he forgives us, right? So why should you trust God? His word is praiseworthy. Why should you trust him? Because he's our refuge. Psalm 62, 8. It's the same verses. Um, why should you trust him? Because he's Lord. That's why we should submit our lives to him. Submit to him. According to Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Now you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Trusting him is one thing. You want me to submit, control, let go of control? Well, can I just tell you I'm a control freak in my flesh, in my natural person before I got saved? The person that I was, 
and still can be because I remember that programming, like it's like you used to be on a, a Mac and then you switch to a PC or you can flip it, whichever one you like. Let's You get used to doing things a certain way and I'm not putting Macs down or Apple down or, or PCs, you know, down. I'm just saying you get used to doing things a certain way. And then as a, a person who becomes a Christian, once you put your faith in Jesus and what he's done for you and go read John three sixteen chapter three, verse 16, if you don't know what Jesus has done for you or drop me a question uh, and say, what are you talking about this Jesus? Um, I have a Facebook group called Serendipity Girl Podcast Lovers. You can go join uh, as long as you're not trolling and, and just looking to pick everything apart. I mean, honest critique. Sure, I can always be better. And this isn't my ministry as my wonderful ministry leader, my favorite ministry leader in the whole wide world. And I miss her and I'm crying now. Her name is Rhonda. She is so awesome, y'all. She's so awesome. And she was my children's ministry leader. Oh, my stars. Best ministry leader, hands down, I've ever had. I love you, Rhonda. And I know she listens sometimes. So anyway, she used to say, you can say whatever to me because it's not my ministry. It's God's. See, I was listening, Rhonda. I was listening. You have no idea how much. Okay, I'm crying again. How much impact you have had on not on everyone that's come through the children's ministry not only the workers and the servers but the children who are now grown and you have no idea and won't know until you get to heaven so there's your pep talk for the day and okay i'm slightly over but i'm wrapping it up here um I just catch these waves, you know, but I hope it's good things and I hope that you've learned a lot from it and I hope you're washing dishes or driving and listening to something or making good use of your time Um, or maybe you're just chilling because maybe you need a little break, a little pit stop, but I'm trying to get these pit stops down. I think five to seven is not reasonable, probably 15, 13 to 15, but I'm a little over today, but hopefully it's good. Um... So you should trust God because his word, the Bible, everything that he's written is trustworthy and he is a refuge. He's the one we can run to. The Bible says in Psalms that he's uh, like a strong tower and those who know his name, Jesus, will run to him. I mean, he's your refuge and he won't let you down. He's got your back. And because we know those who know your name will trust in you. And because you've never abandoned or forsaken those who put their trust in you. Again, I'm doing this from memory because, and I've written some of these down in my journal. And journaling is a great thing to do because then you can write down all the ways that God has proven to you already that he's trustworthy. And if he's never, that you don't know of anything he's done for you because maybe you're new to this whole Christianity thing. I can tell you right now, he died on a cross for you. And that's why we celebrate Easter. Bunnies are fine, but bunnies have nothing to do with Easter. Okay. I'm not down on the bunnies, but it's kind of a distraction. Okay. If, uh, if the Easter bunny existed, the Easter bunny. Oh, okay. If you're listening with children, (laughs) I'm so sorry. But, um, if the Easter bunny were to deliver you a basket or hide eggs for you or whatever, um, if he could speak to you, he would say, y'all, this is great. Chocolate's great. Candy's great. Easter egg hunts are great. I'm down with all that, but don't worship me, man. Not that anybody worships the Easter bunny, but you, you get what I'm saying. It ain't all about the, the bunny. <laughs> I'm thinking of, um, veggie tales, the bunny, the bunny. Oh, I ate the bunny. <laughs> I'm sorry. You got to go look up veggie tales. It is some of the best cartoon series you can look up on YouTube and the best guys 
oh, they were, they were about to start a new one and, and somebody bought them out and fired them, fired them, fired the people that started VeggieTales, but don't get me started on that. But anyway, there's one about a bunny and he sings about the bunny, but if the bunny could talk, he'd say, <laughs> he'd say, don't be thinking about me. I'm a bunny, but that's not the good news of Easter. You need to be thinking about Jesus. Because he died on a cross for you. And that's way better than a bunny or chocolate. Because the chocolate you eat it, it's gone. But Jesus is forever and so is salvation. So that's my best impression of the VeggieTales bunny. I think I'll go eat some chocolate now. So anyway, if you can't tell, I love to do voices and accents. I just am permanently stuck in show and tell. And um, if you look me up on Audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com. Here's a little you know, shameless plug here. But if you like audiobooks, I've done quite a few and I'm planning to do some more and I'm looking to do some different genres, but you can, uh, yeah, you can even get free codes from me. If you want to ask me, Hey, can I get a free code for one of your books? Look up one of the books. Tell me which one you want a free code for. Leave me a review. That's honest. Even if you're like, I hated the book. She's, she's stinky. Don't listen to her. I don't like how she narrates books. So even if you don't like it, I mean, I hope you will like it. I usually get good feedback, um, but I can always learn. I can always learn. So honest feedback in return for, um, you listening to the book, um, I'll give you a free code and you can listen to it for free. So let's get back to God. Um, you can trust him guys. He promises to make your path straight. If you don't know what to do, especially when you don't know what to do, don't be listening to yourself. And yeah, again, you can poll all of your friends or you can poll Facebook or you can go to social media and ask people who are maybe all in their twenties, um, on TikTok, what should I do? <laughs> you know, or ask the older group on Facebook, what should I do? Um, the TikTokers, they're probably just as clueless as you are because they haven't lived that long because the teenagers and the young ones, not to put y'all down, but you haven't lived that long. The Facebook group might know, but you know, maybe Christians might know that, you know, that are friends, maybe a pastor, that's a good idea, but you can like, trust God himself to make your path straight. And and it's okay to seek answers from other people, but be careful who you listen to. Because if, if you're a Christian, you should be listening to Christians, um, that are trying to follow Jesus because unfortunately Christianity, Christians are not going to get the best advice from the world. So if somebody's like totally like, I don't need Jesus and I sin. Yeah, I sin and I don't care. (laughs) I do what I do. I do what I want. Um, they may not be the best person to get advice from, but you can go directly to God in prayer. And yes, you can go to your pastor or your priest, but I'm like, go direct. And again, go to God first. I'm just saying that go to God first. So, well, this has been pit stop and it was a little bit longer than I was planning, but I'm a work in progress and I'm working on 15. So I just have so much to say in so little time, which I hear can be the gift of teaching. And I have sat under some teachers that were trying to cram way too many words in way too short of a time. But I, you know, I, I could tell they didn't want to leave any verse or point behind. And that's kind of how I roll too. So maybe God's working the gift of teaching in me. I know I kind of was high in that when I was teaching my kids and homeschooling them. And I have a desire to, to teach people. And if I was a man, oh, I'd be preaching. 
I'd be totally preaching. And now don't be writing me stuff on Facebook saying, well, what do you mean you can't preach here, woman? Well, if you want to know my views on that, drop in on my um, Facebook group, Serendipity Girl Podcast Lovers. And I'll just, or DM me on Facebook, Colleen Weaver, two L's, two E's. Sounds like girl because it means girl in Irish. Colleen Weaver, Weaver, just like I'm weaving something. I'm a weaver. And um, I guess my husband's family, they were weavers. His uncle is actually a weaver, literally. So, well, y'all have a wonderful day. And thanks for doing this pit stop with me. And uh, you can say a prayer for me that I will do shorter pit stops because it's supposed to be my shorter ones. And then my regular ones are supposed to be about 30. So, like I said, work in progress. But go trust God. Remember, you can trust Him all the time, even when you're afraid. And... Go ahead and take the leap of faith and submit everything to him. I tell you, God's worst, and I'd say that in quotes, God's worst is better than your best. Hands down. Because he knows everything. He's holy. He's perfect. And as Jackie Hill Perry likes to say, and she's written a book called Holier Than Thou that I want to read. I just need time to read it. Um, i got to finish my book, too. I've got a Devo coming out, and I hope you guys might be interested in that because it is about our identity in Christ. And it is one a day, 30-day Devo. You can read it once through an entire month and keep reading it. And by the time you've done it for a whole year, maybe five minutes. I'm going to work to get it to five minutes. Toilet reading. (laughs) Here we go again with the toilet reading. But hey, you're in there. Make use of your time. I'm not trying to be crass. I'm just being honest. Okay. I'm being honest, not being crass. So my book's coming out. It's going to be called 30 Days to Understanding Who You Are in Christ. And that's coming out any day. And for you audiobook lovers, there will be an audiobook. Got to find some time. So I'm going to wrap this podcast up. Y'all pray for me. I'm praying for you right now. I don't know who you are, but I know God knows you. And whatever your deepest need is, I promise Jesus has an answer for it. So have a good serendipitous day. Thanks.